Hey everybody, I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. The Blast from Our Past Network. Hello and welcome to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies. We put them on our list, we rank them, we argue, we discuss, you know, whatever. We (laughs) make sweet love to our movie choices. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They go on a fucking list. That's like 200 and whatever. Who gives a fuck? It's 200 and something. It's getting bigger. My name is James, and I'll be the host, and I am accompanied, as always, by Dustin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got my name right. <laughs> hey. hey oh, John's not here. He's uh, missing in action. Yeah. Um, He's fucked off. Honestly, don't know where he is. We're in his basement. Yeah. And no, no nowhere to be found. It's only about, like... Court ordered, got to spend time with his children, kind of shit. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, the, the whatever the law falls on. Fuck the man, am I right? <laughs> Anyways, we're a part of the BFOP network. Um, you know, it's a fine network. You should check them out. All the other network keys. A network ease. <laughs> yeah. yeah, check them out. They're out there. They're doing their thing. They're doing they're their thing. It. They're fucking killing it. Way, way more than we're killing it. Um, we're just making love to it. I, I don't know oh where I'm oh going. God. What's going on here with this? <laughs> I'm lost. John's not here. I'm John's lost. John's not here. I, I'm confused. It's, it's getting weird. It's definitely getting weird. Uh, you know what? Why don't we start with uh, some sink or swim? Oh, yeah. Um, Dustin, you want to go first or last? What do you think? Uh, I'll go last. Okay. Well, I don't know. Sounds good. I'll go first. All right. So I watched Tetris. Oh, yeah. Did you watch Tetris? I did not. No. Uh, it's it's a fun movie. Is it? Yeah, I like it. It's kind of like a spy crafty, you know, nostalgia, Nintendo-y, Tetris-y movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, spy crafty involves Russians and... Um, Who plays, like, the blocks that fall? Oh, the, oh, I don't know. Um, that you gotta, like, put in the right place. Adam Driver? Okay. <laughs> I, I don't could, know. I can see that. He's got one of those faces. Yeah. He could be a block. <laughs> I don't know. I, I liked it. It was fun. It's just one of those movies uh, you can just like throw on. And it was kind of, um, I didn't know what to expect. It was just kind of like, let's just throw it on. Watched it with the wife. Wife enjoyed it too. And, you know, definitely got... Bang for buck? I don't know. It's on a streaming surface, so yeah, it wasn't maybe Apple or something. I can't remember for sure. I don't know. One of those ones that John those. pays for it, and I just use. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. One of those dealies. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I I highly recommend it. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. All right. I you know I honestly I didn't plan on watching it. I 
didn't see much about it or hear much about it and i was just like yeah whatever some people in an office making a making tetris or whatever <laughs> so no no it's actually it's kind of a thrilling what somewhat movie yeah. it's just kind of fun yeah. it's just turn right. your mind right. off you know you're good at that <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> it's barely ever on yeah exactly uh so uh yeah i recommend that and then i i i fucking had to watch murder mystery 2 Oh right, the, the Adam Sandler joint. Yeah, because you had recently talked about the f- you got around to watching the first one. Well, because it, can't believe it took you that long. Murder Mystery Two kept popping up on Netflix, and I'm like, fuck, it, it's like tempting me to watch it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But just like John, you know, I'm like, I gotta watch the first one. So yeah, I watched the first <laughs> one. I haven't talked. I wish John was here because then I could ask him if he's watched the second one. But, um. Not good, not good at all. I'm telling you. So not the not a classic like the original. The original is better. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could only go up from the original. Instead, they went down. <laughs> they could only go up, and yet somehow <laughs> they found a way. They found a way to, to go down. Um, not good. Uh, for a streaming movie, net Netflix streaming movie. It's kind of on par with what they kind of yeah junk they put out. I'm really junk. I'm really, I'm really getting sick and tired of these Netflix. I mean, I am, and I don't even watch them. Most of these Netflix movies. Uh, Well, we're recording this back to back, so in the next episode, I'm going to talk about another straight to streaming that is garbage as well (laughs) but i'll save that for the next episode anyways i don't recommend watching that save your time don't watch the first or second one just in case you're tempted to (laughs) dustin i you know i hadn't thought about it (laughs) i should say like christian don't watch them yeah christian i mean he probably already has already watched them who are we kidding come on oh yeah let me check he's done a review oh he has watched a whole bunch of emojis he fucking has oh he (laughs) loved he loved murder mystery (laughs) 2 i'm not surprised (laughs) anyways (laughs) you don't disappoint that's for sure uh yeah and then i watched did i talk about watching super mario brothers uh john talked about oh okay it. yeah so watched it with the kids in like a pack theater at like noon so um uh other people's kids not my kids just <laughs> showed up <laughs> no i went with my kids uh the kids loved it uh, yeah the storyline like john was saying the storylines are not the best whatever but it's just a fun yeah, I mean, it looks fun. Yeah, I think the best part was listening to the kids in the theater laughing at the movie. Yeah, and it's just having like, a good time. It's just a good time. Yeah, exactly. So, fuck all those Mario haters. <laughs> hey, but this doesn't follow the lore of what Bowser <laughs> would do. Uh-huh. This, this, isn't, is, this isn't right. Doesn't follow the comics. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't follow the comics. It's not canon. Uh, yeah, so anyways, so that's pretty much what I watched. All right, all right. Uh, well, I've been, uh, before I get into the movies, I've been watching a lot of fucking playoff hockey. That's oh, yeah, time of the year. same with me. I uh, always, always enjoy watching the playoff games. They're usually pretty good. 
a lot of drama this year, back and forth. Obviously, this will come out in like three weeks from now. Yeah, or so whatever. It'll be, it'll be in like the third round or like yeah, the Stanley Cup so will already be happening. Fingers crossed. The Maple Leafs are out. Yes. Because <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, fuck the Leafs. Um, but I'm kind of going for Edmonton this year. I don't know. And I might look like a complete idiot right now because well, they're sh- out. <laughs> what? They're out yeah, of the playoffs. Oh, by the time people hear this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to cheer for the Jets, but they just don't have a chance in fucking hell. Right. Um, and so that kind of leaves me with Edmonton, I guess. Uh, I guess I I'm, gonna, I'm almost cheering like for Seattle <laughs> Oh really? Big Kraken head Big Kraken head, head over here <laughs> But yeah anyway I've been enjoying that um, But yeah let's Oh and I've been watching a lot of TV shit too actually Oh really? I'm watching the new season of Barry Which is the final season Right That's been going really well Been watching the new season of Dave on FX Which that show is fucking hilarious mm-hmm. what a Nerdy white rapper dude Um what else? Finish oh, party yeah, down. yeah. I haven't seen that show, Dave, but that I've seen some of his videos. Oh, yeah. A little Dicky. Yeah, a yeah. little Dicky. That show is really pretty funny. funny. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so I've been watching some TV stuff. But let's get into some movies here. I watched High Plains Drifter, Clint Eastwood movie from 1973. I uh, hadn't seen this, I think, since I was probably like a kid or a teenager or something. Uh, and it was a lot better than I remembered. I remember liking it, but it's really good. It's uh, it's kind of a weird one for Clint Eastwood. He directed it as well. Uh, it's about a guy who, well, it's a drifter who comes to this town. Uh, he kills these these bad dudes that are there, and then the town, they want his help. You know, a typical kind of a typical story set up for a western. Right. They want his help because there's these guys that are going to be getting out of jail in a couple of days, or whatever it is, a week, whatever, and they're going to come back to the town and seek some vengeance on the town and we get all these flashbacks of clint eastwood getting whipped um when he was the sheriff i think i've seen this movie yeah so it's kind of weird because there's like a bit of a supernatural thing or at least it's suggested that there's something supernatural going right. on without explicitly getting into it um it gets really dark too like it's a dark fucking movie um some kind of crazy shit that goes on in it but uh yeah, so he he kind of helps the town, or at least like it's it's got that classic setup, except that he really is like he's he's out there to fuck the town over and f- and fuck over these guys who yeah who whipped him up. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah, I remember and, and watching it. Has like kind of an ambiguous ending and stuff. Uh, so yeah, he's just there to sort of wreak vengeance on everybody involved <laughs> uh, altogether. Right. Um, but yeah, I really liked it on this rewatching it. So that was, when did that come out? 73. And he was already directing. Yeah, he already had directed. I don't think that was even his debut. What is he, like 100 and something years old now? I think he directed Play Misty for Me was his debut, I think. Yeah, he's like like fucking 100, basically. Yeah. Um, But yeah, really good movie. Uh, Then I watched 187, starring Samuel L. Jackson. Do you remember this movie? Came out in 1997. He is a school teacher. Who, it's one of those school teacher right. fights back movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I never saw this one when it came out. I don't know why. Like, I remember, I never remember it, it coming out. Remember the ads. I uh, just never got around to it. So checked it out. Uh, it's okay. Uh, it's got some good stuff in it. It's definitely you know like class of 1984. Right. The substitute, like that kind of thing. Uh, he gets, he gets like stabbed by a student at the beginning of the movie. And then he um, he goes to a new school, inner city school in L.A. Uh, 
there's like these Hispanic gang guys that he has run-ins with. He's just a substitute here. And like some of the students start showing up dead and stuff like that. And you can imagine kind of where it goes from there. Right. Um, it's fun. It's, it's so nineties, the way it's filmed, like the filters and the way it's edited and stuff. But, uh, that kind of adds to the, to the charm in some ways to the, nice. To it. Um, it's not great, but it's, it's fun enough for what it is. But then I watched this really fucking weird movie, uh, French movie called smoking causes coughing. I'll just show you the poster there. Um, so it's that is weird it's ostensibly like supposed to be like kind of a power rangers team that fight like rubber suited monster guys right um they all have different tobacco powers like one is nicotine and one (laughs) is tobacco powers one is ammonia so this is made by big tobacco tobacco? no holy (laughs) it's not i mean so like they have tobacco powers but then like there's a scene early on where they fight a monster and afterwards they like this kid saw them, so he came to watch, and he they explained to him like, "Hey, smoking's not cool. We just we just have you know we use these powers to show how destructive like tobacco right. is." Right. Um. They got this weird little robot guy that helps them out, and weird. Then it gets weirder though because you think it's going to be about that kind of stuff, them fighting monsters, but then it goes into this weird thing where they start telling stories to each other around a campfire, and then like most of the movie are these weird stories, like side so stories. The, yeah. You see these stories play out, and they're just Fuck. fucking bizarre and like hilarious, but like so weird. I don't want to say too much about it because if any if this sounds interesting to anyone, they should check it out. It's a relatively new movie. Uh, it's directed by this guy uh, Quentin Depew, who is known as Mr. Oizo. He was like an electronic musician who had this really weird music video where he's like a puppet that's doing DJ shit and stuff. Right. Um, it's so bizarre. <laughs> I barely know what to say about it, but I really liked it. It's just messed up and weird. Hmm. Uh, and then the last movie I'll mention is I watched this movie from 1991 called Eve of Destruction. This is an action movie starring Gregory Hines, um, who's like a tap dancer. I don't know if you know this guy. You'd probably recognize him. He was in a bunch of movies in the 80s. Um, uh, not really. No. For some reason, somebody cast him in this action film where... He is like a kind of anti-terrorist dude who trains soldiers and stuff. Uh, the government's like, hey, we've created this robot who looks exactly like this woman scientist who made it, the robot. And she's gone haywire and she's gotten away. She looks like she's human. Right. She's like really hard to destroy. And she's like also armed as like a nuclear <laughs> weapon. Of course she is. <laughs> Her name is Eve. Eve of Destruction. Right. Uh, and so Gregory Hines is sent to like, he goes with the scientist woman to like track down the robot and try to destroy it before it blows up <laughs> America. <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> it's not great, but the, the action scenes are actually pretty good. Um, it has like a pretty decent budget. I don't remember ever seeing this movie back in the day at the video store or anything. And it's totally the kind of thing I would have watched if I had seen it. So it's kind of got like a Terminator sort of thing um there's some pretty good some pretty good kills and and shootouts and stuff in it it's not a great movie by any means like the story is is pretty dumb it's on tubi if you want to check it out okay um but yeah it's it's entertaining enough for what it is 
Um, and there's just like funny shit with like the technology, like when he goes for the meeting with the government officials who are telling him about the robot lady, the, the office is like all super futuristic. Like it's not, I don't even think it's supposed to be the future, right. but like everything's like super futuristic and there's weird, like, I don't know, like computer shit and stuff. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's not a bad time. Eve of destruction. Eve of destruction. I mean, how do you hear about these or is it just like you just see a cover or you I'm like a I'm like a fucking Venus flytrap with I got my <laughs> I got my stuff out there open up. Uh-huh. And uh anything just filters down to me, I fucking kinda suck it all up. Right. So I see I hear about stuff on um like I'm I'm on a couple Facebook movie group things. Um uh letterboxd if I'm reading a review and I see someone reference another movie i'll look it up and read about it and see if right. it's something i'm interested in you know i'll go through Tubi and be like hey that looks cool and add it to my watch list whatever yeah. there's all different i mean that's of, definitely what i do i go through Tubi yeah. and like and then the main thing is probably listening to different movie podcasts where i hear about right. shit that i'm like right. oh, i gotta check that out yeah so cool yeah awesome well you know sometimes um as you know, Dustin, uh, we like to suck on the tit of American action films. Oh boy, do we! All the time. Okay, mm-hmm. we don't usually we don't usually unlatch ourselves from it and go abroad. But you know what? Occasionally, occasionally, mm-hmm. we will venture out, and no better place to venture than Hong Kong for some amazing action films. And not only is it a Hong Kong action film, but it's a John Woo yeah. action film. Hell yeah. And uh, you know what? I think this guy's got something. <laughs> this this kid, John Woo. This kid. This kid. He's got something. He's I'm got something. <laughs> well, we watched 1990s Bullet in the Head. Let's Let's... Least listen to a trailer or home improvements. Let's see. What do we got? All right. So 1990s bullet in the head directed by John Woo. Um, when three close friends escape from Hong Kong to wartime Saigon to start a criminal's life, they all go through a harrowing experience which totally shatters their lives and their friendship forever. That's true. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Didn't read a fucking thing about this movie before I watched it. Went in blind. And holy shit. (laughs) I was, throughout the movie, I was like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Where are we? Like... I was thinking John Woo, it was going to be some kind of crime right. action yeah. in Hong Kong. I mean, there's a bit of a crime element here. There, there is, but then all of a sudden we're in fucking like Vietnam. Yeah, it's a Vietnam War movie. Yeah. It's John, it's John uh, Woo's Vietnam War. Well, it's, it's one of his Vietnam War movies because later he made that Wind Talkers piece of shit with Nicolas Cage. Oh, right. Um, I don't think I even saw that. I went to see that at the Town Cinema by myself at a oh. matinee for five bucks. Rest in peace, out. Town Cinema. R.I.P. Now it's townhouses. Yeah. Fucking capitalists. <laughs> I think they call it like the cinema. The cinema district. The cinema district, yeah. It's fucking scumbags. So, so, soda Sopa. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so... 
never seen it before. Um, like I said, went into it blind. I think the best way to go into it. Um, I did the same thing with the movie we're going to do next week. But have you seen it before? I did see it. I saw it like seriously, like over twenty years ago. Okay. Um, you know, I'd already was already a Woo fan at this point. Uh, my friend Adrian, who's come up a couple times on the podcast, right? He had an extensive collection of all kinds of cult trash, and he had this movie. And uh, yeah, so I saw it back back then, but I hadn't seen it since. This isn't um, even th- like this isn't even cult trash. Not saying, no, no, it's not. Not, trash. not saying that you were saying that, but like, I'm actually surprised by this because it's a good fucking movie. Because my <laughs> my view of John Woo to me, best film, Hard Target. Okay, <laughs> it's hard boiled, but sure. <laughs> and I don't care. I don't care. Okay, hard boiled. Yeah, it's good. That hill. It's good. It's all right. Hard boiled's all right. But it's a hard target. It's a stepping stone to hard target. Okay. Well, look, <laughs> I love hard target, but I would reverse those two. Yeah. No, I understand. I I can see your point of view. It's wrong, but I can see it. Right. Um, John Woo. Yeah, I think it's always been like I like some of the things he does, but he just creates long drawn out sometimes it gets a little too much for me personally but for whatever reason in this movie Mm -hmm. i was just i was digging it yeah he strikes the right chords with his dramatic stuff in this movie yeah whereas a lot of times his story you're like okay let's move along like it's fucking porno let's get to the next uh totally but i totally see all the um like how he sets up like uh you know um fuck what's the main character we got ben ben yeah you see ben like his silhouette like looking out the window smoking a cigarette and like his style Mm -hmm. although i noticed there's no doves flying around yeah no doves in this one what the fuck (laughs) a signature woo um but yeah, like the 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 slow motion, the dancing, very um, American influenced with with the music and like, yeah, yeah, we got and he, we see his like Elvis posters. And yeah, they're going for kind of a greaser thing, and we totally. the movie even even kind of opens up with those like greaser gang fights that they're getting involved with the the free the three friends here, Ben, Frank, and Paul. Yeah, um, and so we get a bit of that vibe too. Like, and yeah, what you're saying, like the the rock and roll posters and their kind of influence and stuff. Yeah. So I think nobody could blame me for thinking that it's going to be a particular movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you look at the movie from the beginning and you watch like the first 10 minutes and then you watch the last 10 minutes or not, not even the last 10 minutes, the middle 10 minutes, (laughs) you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Now they're like in the Vietnam war. Like (laughs) (laughs) what's happening? I liked it. I mean, the whole idea with the three friends and uh, and their journey. I mean, I mean, come on, Ben. You you killed someone on like your wedding <laughs> night or wedding day, and it's like, come well, on. He did it for friendship. <laughs> he did it for friendship. He's like, yeah, fucking peace out. <laughs> yeah. So Ben is Tony Leung, who is in Hard Boiled as well. He's the undercover, the deep undercover right. cop. Uh, and Frank is Jackie Chung. I mean, uh, wisely is Paul. These guys are all in like a ton of, ton of Hong Kong classics. Uh, Simon Yam as well, who is the cool French dude, half French, 
uh, half Chinese guy, Luke, in this movie. Uh, who, yeah. become, who becomes their friend as well. He's fucking badass. Yeah, he was the bad guy in Full Contact with Chow Yun-Fat that we did on the show a while back. He was oh. the guy, Judge, who had like the fancy clothes. Really? Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he's just a cool Fuck, guy. That's he's a like, good he's movie. The, he's the fucking coolest guy in this movie. He is the coolest guy. <laughs> yeah. But like Ben and Luke, like they're just so cool and just slick. And uh, I just want to like be them i want to like be friends with them like yeah yeah like i could totally honestly i was watching this movie and i'm like i'm like they just don't make movies like this anymore you know (laughs) they don't because john woo is retired as far as i understand what the fuck uh yeah no it's it's fucking really well done i mean he sets it up His, his story is way more coherent here than it is in most of his movies right yeah and he makes it so you actually like care about what's going on Whereas in Hard Boiled, it's like, yeah, tequila's fucking cool, and I like Tony Leung and stuff, but, like, I don't really care about the story. I just want to get to the next crazy shootout. Yeah, that is just giant set piece after giant set piece. Yeah. That's... And so here he, he gives you a, a good story, but he still fucking comes through with the, oh, yeah. the amazing action scenes. Like The action is unreal. Like, yeah. I honestly... I forget what I put for action. I think I put eight or nine, but I put nine. Yeah. But honestly, like it should just be 10 because (laughs) because I don't think you could ask for anything more because all of the action is so well done and so well choreographed Mm -hmm. that like the fact that in the same movie you can pull off the, the greaser, greaser gangster gang gang fight, right? And then pull off a whole fucking war Vietnam scene. War, huge, like yeah. huge set piece with like clearly some money spent on on this stuff. Like it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. And I mean we get the awesome shootouts still, like in the when they're trying to capture that gangster guy, uh, Mr. Leong or whatever. Oh yeah, the shootout um, in that and, club. And where they get the gold and stuff, where Paul is really into that fucking gold. <laughs> Man, that guy is gold hungry. <laughs> yeah. It's got the gold fever, uh, and they're trying to save the the lounge singer slash prostitute or whatever. Um, what was her name? Molly or something like that. Uh, I can't think of it. But anyway, wasn't it like Mary or Sally? Sally. Um, that's right. Yeah. So you get the the classic woo shootouts in those hallways and staircases and all that stuff, and that's awesome. But yeah, like you're saying, then you get into the actual like Vietnam War stuff, and there's some big fucking battle sequences huge explosions yeah jets and tanks and all this shit uh it honestly was weird to see like americans mixed in too yeah yeah like it's very because we're following these three guys from hong kong and they they go they move to they kill this guy they kill this rival gang member yeah um they're like we got to get out of here for a while they're like okay we got this business opportunity we can deliver this like penicillin and some other shit to Vietnam with these contacts. And we'll start our own little like criminal enterprise going in Vietnam. Yeah. And then like we get to Vietnam and there's all this crazy shit going on like with the war. And Wu kind of shows like both sides being super shitty. Yeah. Like we see the local Vietnam soldiers that are kind of on the American side, like treating people like garbage. But then of course we also see the Viet Cong later doing fucked up shit. Like when we get into that sort of deer hunter making them kill people stuff right it gets pretty fucking dramatic but yeah um 
I'm just thinking of that scene where they like rob the corner store and then like the army pulls up and they think they're going to get arrested, but the army's like, no, get down on the ground. And then they just they unload just their yeah. machine guns into the store to kill who's ever, because I guess who's ever there is some kind of dissident, right? Or something. But um, there's also, so there's a little bit of political stuff going on, but like we don't necessarily have all the context for all that stuff too. Like, and there was some political stuff going on even before they left Hong Kong, right? With, uh, Wanted to get the British out and stuff like that. Well, what was interesting, it was actually in the the part where they're in Hong Kong at the beginning. Yeah. You have the three friends and they're acting like it's like that contrast of their point of view is like everything's great. You know, they're dancing, singing, they're riding bicycles, yeah. they're <laughs> racing. It's like everything's great. But then all this crazy shit is happening around but they're like so oblivious almost to what's going on. Like, yeah, it's kind of like going on in the background for them in a way, right? Yeah, like, it's like not. Like, oh, it's got to avoid this riot and like whatever. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, it's an interesting sort of backdrop. And the other thing is, I think Wu is trying to do that sort of. You know, we've seen a lot of American movies that are like do kind of nostalgia pieces of let's look back at the fifties or sixties or yeah. whatever. And I guess this would be the sixties that it's set. Uh, late 60s or early 70s i suppose um so yeah he's got that vibe going with with the bicycles with the the rock and roll and all that kind of stuff but he's he's pulling that off well i think i don't know exactly what he's trying to say with the political stuff because i don't know enough about all that situation you know um but well it's not written by him right like it's i think he is a co-writer but yeah there's a couple other writers on this um but yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. Obviously, you know, he's just trying to set up the idea of like, okay, all this shit is going on, but it's these three friends. Yeah, they're it's ironclad. All, it's all about these three friends and they'll do anything for each other, even murder someone and then flee the country. Flee the country together. Right. So, but I do like when they got they get to Vietnam and then they, um, of course, they run into an assassination attempt or assassination yeah, yeah. where everything blows up <laughs> yeah all the shit that they're supposed to deliver gets blown up <laughs> yeah um and then they are almost going to get assassinated right they're in yeah. that lineup and uh that's sort of where we like paul changes right like he's like he's had some sort of like weird epiphany where he's like oh if you have a gun you can do whatever you want kind of thing and right he's getting a little bit more aggressive and stuff. And then, so once they do get embroiled with that gangster guy, you know, they become friends with Luke, who's like a hitman, works for this gangster, but he has his own reasons for wanting to sort of get back at that guy. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of works out for all of them to help each other. But Paul is just like zeroed in on this fucking case full of gold leaf or whatever. Yeah. All he thinks about is that gold. <laughs> <laughs> gets the whole the, time yeah once he's once that like they have it like that's it for him he is obsessed which uh, is crazy yeah <laughs> yeah i mean they almost bring him back from the brink at one point on the boat or whatever but then like you know he's he's pointing his gun at ben he's like he's gonna kill him because ben's like throwing the gold in the water yeah he's like is our friendship worth this amount and he throws yeah. it in the water yeah and um, I love that Frank is totally like backing him Ben up or whatever. He's like, "What are you doing? Like, what are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, why don't you kill me instead? Here, I'll throw some more gold." <laughs> I mean, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's 
throughout that section. Honestly, it got to a point where I'm like, okay, where are we at? And I checked the time and I'm like, fuck, we're not even halfway. <laughs> because I didn't know where we were going, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's quite the fucking journey. It is. Um, yeah, and then so we get, once they have gotten in, you know, they got the gold, they escape. Uh, Sally got shot, though, when they were escaping. So she, they're trying to get her on that boat. The army guys are catching up to them. Yeah, so the, the the thing about Sally is that that one boss, drug boss, whatever in Vietnam that that runs that club, or yeah, I guess he runs that club. He um, he convinces her, hey, come to because she's from Hong Kong, come to Vietnam. You can sing in my club. And then what he does is he takes her passport, yeah, gets her addicted to drugs, and basically yeah, a classic. Uh, she's a prostitute now. Classic human uh, trafficking. Human situation. trafficking, right? Yeah. So she's stuck in this, um, in this situation. And then Luke, who has like kind of built a friendship, or bond where they're gonna like take a boat back to Hong Kong. That's the dream, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then, of course, the three the three friends they they recognize her from Hong Kong. Yeah, they used to see her sing as a singer, right? Yeah. So they try and help her, and this whole situation unfolds, where you have yeah that crazy shootout uh, where the piano player hides Man. all the guns. Yeah, yeah, he's got the piano and the guns, and there's just the squibs in this movie. Like, oh yeah, holy shit, they're so good. They're so good. This is exactly <laughs> how. You do like an action scene with squibs. You yes. need this. A thousand percent. Like, I know it's cheaper to do the digital shit. It doesn't look good. It just doesn't look the same. I'm sorry. You don't get that visceral reaction. Um, man, Luke kicks in that door and he like throws a knife in the guy's throat. And just like blood is just fucking shooting out. Like, it's I know there was there was actually quite a few scenes where. Someone gets shot in the head or yeah, something, yeah. and there's just squirting of blood, of blood. so much blood. Uh, a lot it's of people perfect. get shot in the head in this movie called Bullet in the Head. That's true. But some of them have a lot of like very close range. Very close range. They, at no point, honestly, I'm thinking about it now, at no point do I do I think in like that gunfight or whatever that I think, wait a second, these guys like they're not that skilled with guns. Yeah, no, they're just... They're just regular... They're just like, like, sure, they know how to use a gun, but not it's like... It's a John Woo movie, so you're automatically... But it's just like... Awesome. It totally fits, too, because <laughs> yeah. it seems like no one else really knows how to use a gun. Like, it's just... Nobody's like an expert. Yeah, except maybe like Luke or whatever. Except but, for Luke, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It's just fun. It's just all the shooting. Uh, the club... The club scene is fun. It's so good. And they get the shotguns and they're just, you know, it's just classic woo stuff. And I forgot how much of that was in this because, like I say, I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, remember really liking it, but it was like a Vietnam War movie. And I kind of, so I was thinking of war sequences and I totally, I kind of forgot that you still get like a lot of the classic John Woo gunplay stuff in this movie. And even when he's doing war scenes, like it's still in a John Woo fashion. Like, yeah. They've got the claymores, the explosions going off. Yeah. Guys are flying through the air, like, uh, you know, all the stuff you want to see. Yeah. I mean, the one last thing about the, that club scene is when he has that shotgun and he's shooting things. 
when it when he shoots something, it explodes. Oh yeah, which I, I love. Love it. Hard boiled too. You know, like when you know, when Chow Yun Fat he's rolling out of the way and that guy's shooting a shotgun and the whole inside of the car like blows up. Right. Like like that's the shrapnel. Like you. That's, that's what you need. What you want. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what you want. Um, we need more of that in our life. Definitely. Where somebody needs to get on it because yeah, we've seen this John Wick stuff where obviously there's they've taken inspiration from a lot of this stuff but we're missing the the gunplay part of it where it's also like succinct in those john wicks it's like yeah you break a guy's arm you flip him down you shoot him point blank in the head i want to see this gun play where it's like chaos and debris yeah and just crazy shit shrapnel flying everywhere you know what that's so true like John Wick, I love John Wick, but it's very surgical, mm-hmm. right? Everything is precise. I would love to see a newer movie where it's just chaos. I don't understand why no one's doing this style. I mean, like, obviously no one wants to directly rip somebody off, but like, all they come do, on. Okay. We, we do that all the time. We do that constantly. So like, You can't have a movie that's not inspired by another movie or sure. multiple movies. It's impossible. And I mean, at this time, there was a lot of Hong Kong movies that were doing this type of thing. Not always necessarily exactly like this, but in this vein. So yeah. like, I think you can resurrect this. Somebody should be resurrecting this stuff because it's so, so exciting to watch. I mean, maybe they are. It's just the straight to Tubi stuff. Maybe. I feel like we would have heard Tubi about it. The Tubi originals. Trickled down to us the Tubi original. Honestly, I was on Tubi the other day. Oh yeah, they have some originals. And I'm now. like, what the fuck is a Tubi original? Well, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think they do have some originals, and I think they're starting to like license stuff that isn't on other places. Like um, uh, Travis, who was on the show with us, yeah. who produced that that horror film, uh, Sist. He, I think one of one or two of his movies oh, was okay. like went direct, went kind of direct to to Tubi at least for streaming rights. Honestly, uh, there's a lot of these movies, like like this movie, that you can't find anywhere. And why isn't it on? Yeah, well, John Woo's stuff has been very hard to find. Like, I, I don't know the, what the rights issues are, but like, there isn't. You can't just go out and order a Blu-ray of Hard Boiled right now. Like, you can't. What? Like, that's insane. You can't just get the killer right now. Like, why? Easily. I wonder. I don't why. know. There's some kind of rights shit because. At this stage, we're seeing a ton of, we're seeing a ton of Hong Kong movies, and even ones that I, that we didn't have access to back in the day, uh, that are coming out on various Blu-ray imprints. Mm-hmm. We're getting access to, and yet John Woo, one of the biggest names in the game, uh, it's not easy. I think you know there are some DVD and Blu-ray releases that are foreign releases, but mm-hmm. like they're not not easily, not easy to obtain here for some reason. So. I almost feel like you have like a better chance of finding it at like uh, a value village. Yeah, yeah, value village, a DVD at least. Yeah, or something. Um, like I still have a DVD of Hard Boiled, but there's, as far as I understand, you can't you can't hmm. pick up a Blu-ray. That's crazy. I, it's a shame, really. Oh, it's t- fucking a huge shame. Um, but yeah, so w- putting aside for a second all the crazy, awesome action stuff. Uh, we get some serious fucking drama once they're in that camp and they're oh, taken prisoner. Yeah. Uh, and like I say, it's, it's definitely like a Deer Hunter inspired thing where... I haven't seen Deer Hunter. So Deer Hunter, it's De Niro and Christopher Walken and they, they make them do Russian roulette where they have to like... Oh, okay. Take turns, you know, squeezing the the thing. 
uh, the gun and trying to see if they're going to kill themselves or not. Uh, and this one's a little bit different. It's like they give some of these guys a gun. They give Frank a gun, and they're making him shoot American soldiers in the face. Right. Um, which kind of like you see him like going a bit mad when he's having to do this. Like right. he's kind of going nuts. And then Ben like volunteers. Oh, give me the gun. I'll kill. It. I hate Americans. Right. And then of course um, he's able to like turn it around and and they're able to kind of shoot their their way out of the situation. Uh, and Paul, once again, getting his hands on that fucking goal. He's got to get that goal. <laughs> Dragging through. Uh, they had got, they had gotten separated from Luke. He shows up with a bunch of American soldiers. Well, because he, he mentions... Yeah, he used to work with the CIA. Yeah, of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> uh, which I guess would have made some sense. Like, he was, he was like a liaison or whatever. As they're coming into Vietnam, they need contacts, right? Yeah. Um, so he shows up with a bunch of soldiers, and we get that huge war sequence... Like, isn't there a helicopter there too shooting yeah a stuff? bunch of helicopters show up yeah huge explosions tons of gunplay uh paul is dragging that fucking gold out out of there and then him and, Fra- and frank are pinned down and he's trying to make frank shut up because frank is hurt and he's like making too much noise and he's of course he wants to hide and not get caught because he's trying, yeah, to, get cause he's trying to get he's the trying gold. to get the gold and he ends up fucking shooting frank in the head which is where our, our title comes from yeah uh, um, he's gotten to that point where he's like, he's like almost like suffocating. He's like suffocating him. Yeah. He's like trying to get him to shut up. Um, and then shoots him in the head. Luke sees this shit go down as he's arriving. Uh, he gets fucked up cause that explosion goes off and his face is all burnt and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's before I'm kind of thinking of before where they're attacked on the beach with the boat. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that was before. Stuff, that yeah. was before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the boat scene. Like, there's actually a lot of action in the fucking movie. There's a lot of action. So it is. It's a bit of a long movie, but like, it's never too long between a big set piece. I feel like. No, and you know, it is too long for me. But at the same time, there is a like you said, there is a lot of action. I kind of get a lot of like why you know storyline. It's kind of like it's a little drawn out, but. I don't know. I like the storyline. It's yeah, kind of crazy. I mean, in some ways, it, it makes me think of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, not only because the music for those, like the kind of the emotional music and the and those scenes, like is yeah. a similar sounding music. Yeah. But it, it's about three kind of friends, not friends, whatever. Um, and it's their sort of long epic story. Like by the time we get to the end, where this movie goes. You know, it, we're, we need to feel like it's been a journey to get there. And so you almost have to have length. And as long as you're actually making those scenes mean something and entertain and all that stuff, I think it I think it works here. Um, yeah, well, it's even so all, you know, all that shit happens. Um, is it Frank that gets shot in the head, right? It's yeah. Paul that's money crazy. Yeah, Frank, yeah. Frank takes the the bullet in the head frank uh gets shot in the head and then uh luke and ben just barely get out of there yeah well well ben follows uh he tries to follow um paul oh yeah right and paul goes to that little like village and and fucking mows everyone down so that he can take one of their boats and escape and in that like in that gunfire ben is like trying to just uh, like block a kid from getting hit yeah and he takes a bullet too. Yeah. Um, although like not 
like I think he gets hit in the arm or something. But it goes. He's holding the kid's head, and it goes through his hand. That's right. Yeah, into the kid's head. Right. Yeah, it's brutal. Like it's pretty brutal. brutal. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, then Luke has has found that Frank is actually still alive, and he like takes him on the helicopter with the Americans, and then once Ben is able to like find them and hook up with them again. And he's like, yeah, no, uh, Frank lived, but he's like all fucked up now. <laughs> yeah. And that's that that's quite the dramatic scene, too, where he ends up going to see Frank and see how fucked up he is, that the only way he can, like, deal with it is shooting up. Yeah, he's doing heroin. He's assassinating people, too. I didn't really get yeah, that just, part. He's just doing, he doing it, it for, for money. F- oh, just for money. Yeah. Just so he can get drugs. Yeah. But he's all messed up because, like, the bullet, they weren't able to take the bullet out of his head. So his, like, his brain is kind of fucked up, basically, at this point. And he's, like... Which, honestly, when when all of that kind of happened and that was all explained and the bullet's still in his head, I'm like, oh, man, that's such a perfect... It just, to me, is, like, you know, perfect. (laughs) It's like, you know, I love it that it's just, like, bullet in the head... Frank's got a bullet in the head. Yeah, because when you watch the movie, you don't necessarily think the title is going to be literal. It's like, yeah, it's a John Woo movie, bullet in the head. Yeah, bullet in the fucking head. I'm going to put a bullet in your head. Yeah. (laughs) But no, really, this is about a fucking guy who gets his. No, it's like depressing. This guy's got a fucking bullet in his head from his friend. And. Yeah. Yeah, it's messed up. And then so they go to see him and he's all fucked up. And, you know, Ben is so upset. And then. Luke is like, gives him a gun. Is like, here you go. Like he knows, like you got to put him down. Um, well, even Frank knows that. Yeah, even Frank knows it. Nothing else much is getting through to him. But he's, you know, he's like, you remember when we were growing up and your mom would, yeah, your beat mom you would up beat you up and, <laughs> and all this stuff. <laughs> and we ride bikes and all that shit. And getting the flashbacks. And yeah. So he does it well, like in terms of, you know, having set the whole friendship up and, you know, giving them these emotional beats and stuff that that work well and then instead of shooting him in the head to finish him off he shoots him through the heart i guess right frank moves the gun to like point out his chest yeah uh so yeah it's like fucking i mean it it's yeah it's pretty crazy like it's pretty it's very heavy (laughs) um but I like where he goes next with that yeah yeah where it cuts to hong kong and I think, and I think at this point, like we're supposed to, like a, at least a couple of years is supposed to have passed, right? Right. Like the way that Paul looks is older. His hair yeah. is like hair is thinner yeah. and stuff. Well, because even so, you cut to Hong Kong. It's years later, and um, now you have Paul, who's like he's the king shit business guy. Worked his way up. I don't know what is this a, like a some kind of gang or something or Yeah, I, I, I'm I not exactly know. sure if it's a gang, a business, a business gang, whatever it is. <laughs> um cuz even the the boss is like Paul's going to take over cuz he's made his money, you know, he's proven himself cuz he's made money or whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, we all know he just stole it. <laughs> um but then yeah, Ben walks in and then he presents the skull. The skull with the bullet hole. With in the it. bullet hole. It's like shit. <laughs> On the conference table. There's no like there's no like fucking around either. It's like no. this is what I'm here to do. Yeah. Like he's not waiting for these guys to clear the boardroom or whatever. He's just like 
you're a fucking piece of shit. Here's our friend's skull with yeah. the bullet hole in it for where you shot him. <laughs> yeah, and he has the bullet that was in his skull and he like tosses it at him. <laughs> and it's basically like, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to go to our cars. We're going to have a little car fight. <laughs> yeah, they have a car fight. And then I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> this end sequence is fucking awesome. Oh, like totally. the whole thing. The starting in the garage, you get the, sh- the crashing into each other, the shooting, more shootout stuff. Yeah. They're driving by. They like fucking kill people who are driving in between them. Like they're shooting yeah. at each other back and forth. Like classic John Woo. You got two guys pointing guns at each other, except this it's in racing cars like right. down the street. And then they're playing chicken. They're like reverse chicken and forward. And Fuck, man. It's so <laughs> good. And of course, they have it where they're they're racing each other on the docks cut to them on bikes you know you get the imagery of like yeah the race yeah when they were young and all this stuff and how how did we get here yeah ben you're never gonna it's basic i think it's like ben you're never gonna win and paul always wins or something like that yeah paul's just like like i never lose yeah i never lose Mm -hmm. and and you get that imagery and then you get like that crazy action sequence well, and then yeah once and then they crash into each other there's expl- like the fire there's fire starting because he's all these oil drums um frank's skull like fell out of the car and so then yeah like that comes into play still in this whole final shootout sequence with each other where they're like you know they're doing the classic woo diving rolling yeah over things trip over the fiery can all this shit. i mean it's beautiful it is really it's a work like, of art. it is a work of art it is amazing um, I really like this movie. Yeah, man. Um, the ending is fucking great. Uh, yeah, the skull goes up. We oh, we did learn that Ben had a kid too, because he goes back to yeah. see his for the woman that he married right before he had to leave the but, day he got married. But that's the thing, like, so he married her. He killed someone on their wedding day, <laughs> but had time to have a kid. Well, I he guess. might have, he might have knocked her up before they got married. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, Tony Leung as Ben, like he's so good because he's cool, but like in the same, he he does this in hard boiled too, where there's something very soulful about him. Like his eyes, he's very expressive with his eyes and he doesn't have to necessarily say a lot to be uh, a rather emotional. Yeah. So, I mean, he's really good in that sense. Um, it's cool to see someone without much emotion in a movie like this, where it's like people fucking shooting each other in the face and shit all the time but yeah i don't know i i I think i liked it more because i didn't yeah because you went in blind yeah i went in blind and didn't know where we were going and it was just kind of like it got crazier and crazier so i was like okay i don't know where the fuck we're going (laughs) now and yeah i mean i had high hopes because it was john woo so no, you picked a good one for sure. Yeah. I'm glad that you did because, you know, I, like I said, I remembered, yeah, oh yeah, I like that movie. And, but like watching it again, I'm like, you know what? This is now my second favorite John Woo movie after Hard Boiled. Oh, wow. It's so fucking good. Like, um, oh, wow. And I, and I think it's like, it's like we said, like, I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that his storytelling is quite a bit stronger in this one. It's, uh, it's impressive, actually. So, I mean, it's 1990. Yeah, a couple years before Hard Boiled, one year after The Killer. Yeah, which so. is crazy. Yeah. Right? 
I don't know. <laughs> to me, it's crazy. And this is one, though, too, that, um, you know, people are aware of it, but it's it doesn't get talked about like Hardboiled and The Killer are always brought up. Yeah. Um, or Face Off, you know. Uh, it's definitely one or of the, broken arrow, right? Or even even the, <laughs> even the classic broken arrow. Uh, uh, yeah, but I mean, people probably do talk about broken arrow more than they talk about this movie. And this movie is fucking awesome. Like, it's a shame that this isn't getting more. And maybe it's because Chow Yun Fat is in this one. It's you know most of the Wu movies, you know the Better Tomorrow movies, and all these all star him. But like, um. I don't know, dude. This is a, these guys are all really good in this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I found it on. Um, I looked up a action movie list on Letterboxd to see, um, just to see what other action movies there are. And then I came across this list that was Hong Kong action movies. Yeah. And this was, I don't think they ranked them, but like this was on there. And I'm like, I started reading it and. They rated it very high. I wish I knew the the person on Letterboxd, but um, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna, I think I want, I'm gonna watch this one. I'm gonna, that's gonna be my next pick because I wanted to do a Hong Kong action movie because every time we dip our toes in a Hong Kong action movie, it's almost always great, right? It's almost always great. Yeah, and yeah, I just we need to do it more often. <laughs> it's true. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely can and will. I don't know. So I don't know if you got anything more to say or should we just get to our ratings? Yeah, I guess we can get to the ratings. I'm just trying to think if there was anything else that took place. I mean, I think we covered it all. I mean, I'm going to be recommending this to John. Oh yeah. He should watch it. I mean, people should make a point of, of tracking it down. However you got to do that. It's, it's not necessarily easy to get, but no, it's definitely not easy. She should find it. If you know what I mean. It's definitely worth seeking out. Yeah. Um, and maybe John Woo's trying to do one of those things where you have to get some like, you know, black market copy to watch. And you know how it was back in the day, right? You didn't see like the raid and things like that. You didn't see that until, you know, somebody. Somebody's like, here's a DVD. Here's a DVD, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. You should definitely check it out. Definitely seek it out. So, I'm going to give... You know, I'm just going to go through all my ratings. Yeah. I'm going to change one of my ratings. Since, uh, since you know, John's not here. So, we got some time. Oh, I changed the same as you. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to go with plot is an 8. Uh, action kills, 10. I really don't think you can get much better. You kind of get... You get everything that you're looking for, really. Yeah. Um, pacing, still five. Son of a bitch. I just, <laughs> not, I just it's not even, can't. It's not even boring. <laughs> <sighs> I'll say this. If I have to check the time of multiple <laughs> times, it's too long for me. Okay? I'm sorry. I don't know what movie would be a 10. Yeah. I don't like, have you ever given 10 for pacing? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um... And then quotes and tropes seven, and then reaction. Uh, I'm gonna change it to a nine. Nice. And so then overall, it's a seven point eight. Nice. Yeah, I I also give eight uh, for plot and also ten for action. I mean, yeah, it doesn't get much better. 
I gave eight for pacing because it is a long movie. Yeah, but you every hand scene, that shit out like candy. every scene matters. It's no boring shit. Every uh, scene matters. Yeah, is there any part where you were like, "This is boring. I I don't need this." I don't know. It all seems to some serve, of the talky talk. It serves parts. the plot. <laughs> it serves the plot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, quotes and tropes seven, reactions a nine. So I'm an eight point four on this. All right, so that's an overall eight point one, which that's high. Yeah. Let me tell you, folks, that's high. So eight point one. So we are tied at nineteen with the raid, the night comes for us. Wow. John Wick two. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Holy shit. That's some classics. Those are hard to dislodge. Uh, I mean, I I would put it before Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, because it's yeah. not really an action movie. <laughs> it's not. 100% agree. Um, hard to dislodge those other ones, because those are some fucking bangers right there. So my gut is telling me after the night comes for us, before John Wick 2. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I love John Wick 2. It's my favorite John Wick, and I'd still say this goes ahead of it. That's how good this fucking John Wick 2 is your favorite? It's my favorite of all the John Wicks. I honestly can't even remember what happened to John <laughs> Wick 2. It's all a blur. <laughs> it's all a blur. Okay, so that being said, that's new number 21. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. And I mean, I can't remember where, you know, when we had done Hard Boiled a while back, and then, you know, we lost it, and it never got released. Um, I can't remember where it ended up, but it was it was it was close to top ten, or maybe even in top ten when we did it. So, uh, you know, at some point when we are fucking somehow have regained the energy, we'll, we will have to revisit it again, again to make for sure the we third actually time. get a fucking episode of it. Yeah, out. see, hard boiled is twenty four. Yeah, but that was from our original. I think. Oh no, no, that's no, where it would be. No, no, we we, we did it rank it. Yeah, yeah. So twenty four. So it's lower. It's lower than bullet in the head. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's probably my fault. Though. <laughs> that's amazing. All right. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really glad we watched it. That, that, that's one of the fun things about doing the podcast is watching these movies that I probably never would. I mean, I probably would eventually watch. Um, John would have probably never watched it if he yeah was on Went left to his own devices. Um. Succession or whatever, you know. (laughs) There's a lot of succession. Um, But yeah, anyways. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Um, Check us out on Instagram. That's where you can chat up Dustin, uh, DM him and get all sexy with him. Uh, (laughs) Still working on his OnlyFans. Yeah, it's really coming together. But I mean, Ryan is demanding it. He is. He keeps sending me messages about it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, this is getting awkward. He wants like a lethal weapon role play or something. <laughs> oh, man. Sexy. Uh, anyways, yeah. So check us out on Instagram. Um, our list lives on Letterboxd. So you can, that's at Action Action. And uh, make sure to check out all the other shows on the BFOP network. And we will see you next week. Let's go.